Welcome to Crime Time. You're listening to Leonetti's Detection Selection. Welcome back to Crime Time, a weekly podcast discussing all things crime, thriller, horror, suspense, and mystery fiction. This is episode 14, season 2. That's Eddie. I'm Lee. What? We're back. We're back. For another episode. Oh I know you missed goodness. us. We missed you. Yeah. And we have mad commitment because I have the flu. Sicky over here isn't well. Yes. But we, we, we go on. Yeah, yeah. And Lee is putting themselves in danger just by <laughs> just by being in the same room as me. It's really reminding me of that film that is also a book called Contagion. Oh, yeah. yeah true. Yeah. I could be patient zero for something real nasty. You could be. I was feeling like I should be wearing a bubble suit, but then I'm like, nah, you should be wearing I the bubble suit. I should be in the suit. bubble suit. Yeah. You're right, yeah. We should wrap you up in some glad wrap. Amazing. I think I might die if you did that. There's a scene in like a zombie film or some some kind of like yeah, contagion film yeah. where they uh, like get some tape and just like mad tape up all the windows and doors. Like that's fair. Maybe we could put you in the study, just tape it up. Yeah, right. And I'll just like run a, a microphone in there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that sounds... All right, guys, we'll be back in a second. We just got to figure that out. All right, we're back. I'm in the containment room and Lee is safely on the outside where where they can't get, you know, I'm going to say I probably have some kind of zombie situation going on. Because I've got a few good years left in me and right? I'm not yeah. ready to be a zombie. No, fair, fair. None of this like, um, I'm going to make a Twilight reference, but none right. of this chosen vampirism. No, no, no. That's, yeah. No. That's no good. No. Like, let's be honest. If I suddenly seem to fall asleep, you should just leave. Yeah. Because <laughs> cause that's obviously the zombie like yeah. transformation yeah. moment. Yeah. So we're going to be talking about some great stuff before I finally succumb to the zombie virus I and <laughs> and attack Lee. I hope we can get it out before that happens. Me but you too. never know. Stay tuned. Yeah. Keep an ear out for, you know, sounds of... Scratches, snarls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Growls. So we're going to be talking about some Stephen King. Of course. It's called The Dead Zone. Yeah, because you just can't get enough. I can't get enough. I love him. Uh, we're going to be talking about a comedy TV series called Trial and Error. Because uh, I've been sick. Can't be reading books, guys. And today I was out and about and I just had this memory of this television show I was I used to watch a lot as a kid. Mm-hmm. And I was like, can that be for real? That is terrifying. I have to talk about it on the podcast. Right, yeah. So we're going to be talking about those shows that you watch as a kid that you're like, probably shouldn't be watching at that age. And then when you become a grown-up, you're like, yeah, I probably shouldn't have been watching that at that age. And then there's a further reflection. You say, upon reflection... Probably no one should have been making that show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How was that allowed to be made? So it's a new segment called What? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Provisionally also titled Huh? (laughs) I love that. Let's keep it. All right, cool. So tell me, tell me about The Dead Zone. There are so many interesting facts about this book. The first being. It was written in 1979. All right, that's not that fascinating, but okay. Come on, I don't read old books, and to me that is a hella old book. That is heck old. <laughs> I have to say, if it's Stephen King, I feel like there's an extra bit of allowance there for time. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I feel like you would read... If Stephen King traveled back in time mm. to, like, I don't know, 5 BCE, you'd still <laughs> read that. You know what I'm saying? No, I would, yeah. But how long ago is 1979? It's a ways away. What, we're, we're in 2019. Don't make me do maths. I'm sick. 
What is that? It's like no, it can't be. I'm like a Forty-one it. years. Is that right? How long ago <laughs> was nineteen? Was it seventy-nine? Nineteen seventy-nine. Question mark. Help me Google. Help us Google. Thirty-seven years. Sure, that is really long time ago. Yeah. How long? Thirty-one years. Well, thirty-seven years, five months, sixteen days, sixteen hours, zero <laughs> minutes, and four seconds ago. And that's why we googled it, people, because we wanted specific information. Mm. Anyway, so it was written in nineteen seventy-nine. Wow. I'd never heard of it. Uh, I I find this really fascinating that you'd never heard of it because not only is it a novel, mm. it's also a film and a TV series. Yeah, I don't mm. know. Missed out on that. I can't say. But the reason that it came to my attention was because Mm -hmm. it was just released in April on Audible. So it was re-released as an audio book in 2017. Right, okay. Cool. And Who's reading it? Yeah, this is the point I'm getting to. This is the other cool fact. It's voiced by James Franco. Oh. Yeah, I know. So Eddie's just made a bit of a, well, really? Kind of gross face. Well, but he is um, starring in a TV series about another... Based on another Stephen King book, isn't it? Is he? I didn't yeah. know that. Fact. Do you know what it is? Someone that's like numbers. It's about time travel to stop um, JFK getting assassinated. Yeah, right. Cool. Well, I was a bit like James Franco, but listening to it, he's an amazing narrator. He's very good. Yeah, I mean, I guess he's like a professional actor. Yeah. yeah. I Ten out of ten. He's amazing. Ooh, yeah. Amazing. That's anyway. A, that's a high, high bit of praise. So what is it about? Okay, so it's about, it centers on a guy called, no, wait for it, John Smith. No. <laughs> because Stephen King gets mad crazy about names. He's wild. <laughs> yeah, he's he's just, just always naming his characters crazy stuff. John Smith. Yeah. What a character. But hey, we call him Johnny. Sure. So uh, Johnny has an accident when he's a kid, right? He um, mm-hmm. falls over when he's ice skating. And you know I love these small town America kind yeah. of pictures of kids skating in the winter. Oh, right, because he's ice skating yeah. on an actual pond. Yeah, and he gets like knocked over, hits his head. Does he fall through the ice? No, he doesn't fall through the ice, but he has a pretty bad knock on the head. He passes like, out. I feel like in the in the TV series, he falls through the ice. Oh, have you seen it? Yeah. Oh, okay. oh, I've seen everything. Oh, man. chip in. I've seen the film with Christopher Walken. Wow. You know what I'm saying? He's like, I have a really bad Christopher Walken Does impression. Christopher Walken play Johnny? Yeah, he plays oh, Johnny. This must have been a while ago. So like, you, you can't be the president i don't know how to <laughs> that's a really bad walking guys no, i'm sick great. i have the flu <laughs> let me let me tell the story then that All will right. make sense so he has a knock on the head and at that like since that moment he can kind of predict events not really just like has feelings about things and sometimes right. you know might pick the right thing right but it's a bit more than a just a coincidence yeah and then johnny grows up he goes on to become a school teacher he meets mm-hmm, a nice mm-hmm. girl they go on a Classic. date to the fair i love like if yeah. I ever go to the US, I'm going to a fair. I don't know if you should, man. Why? Probably, I don't know. A lot of bad stuff happens at fairs. That's true. I'm just going to say it. Something wicked this way comes. Mm, hall of mirrors. Don't go there. That's you know true. what I'm saying? Like Stephen King, often there's a fair. How many like books have been written on a ghost train? Exactly. Many. Exactly. Many. And then there's like Final Destination. I forget which number, maybe like two or three. Mm. There's a lot of bad stuff goes down at a fair. It just looks so damn fun. That's true. Side Worth note. it. Side note, <laughs> last night I went for a drive. Right. And we went to this place where you can go and watch um, airplanes take off. Okay. From the airport. Well, aren't you an exciting date? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. You're, you're like, hey, honey, let's I'm go watch some. Date. <laughs> let's go watch some airplanes land. And there's like this truck there, and it's all lit up, and it sells like hot dogs and 
jam donuts and ice creams and that kind of thing. And it feels like a carnival. But it's just in the, in a car park. It's in, in a the car of park. Yeah, and it made me feel like this would be what an American fair is like, just times twenty. But I'm just gonna say the times twenty also applies to the creepy feeling of being in a car park in the middle of the That's night. so true. That's so true. Alright, so Johnny Smith grows up, he becomes a teacher, he meets a nice girl, they go to a fair. It's all going really nicely between Would you say them. it's a fine affair? It's a fine affair. <laughs> yeah, I would say that. Affirmative. So this event happens where Johnny and his date Sarah come upon a like wheel of fortune kind of thing. Right. Where you like turn the wheel and you want kind of like poker. You want your number chip to land on a specific Oh, like roulette? Thing. Yeah, like a roulette. Yeah, right? sure, 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 sure. And then somehow Johnny knows every time what it's going to land on. Right. And they're like, you're a cheat. No, Get no. Out. But he just wins, a, you know. This scene really builds and builds and builds, right? And then he wins her a beautiful bear. I'm not going to tell you what happens. All right. But on the way home from that, there's a horrific car accident, <gasps> right? No. Johnny goes into a coma for four and a half years. Four and a half years? Dang. Yeah. yeah. And what I really love about this book, and I, I realized re- listening to this that a lot of Stephen King books do this. Mm-hmm. They're, I don't know, you probably don't have the language for it, but they tell the story like they already know what's happened. As in they're in past tense. It's in past tense. Right. Okay, sure, sure, sure. So they're like, as he would discover later. As he would discover later. And then Johnny wouldn't wake up again for four and a half years. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is something that I think Stephen King does really, really well. It's that kind of almost like the Sandlot kids. You know the Sandlot kids? No. So it's it's just a, a film about some kids playing baseball. It's one of those kind of buildings roman, like coming of age stories. Well, not exactly, but like it's one of those this one summer kind of thing. Like now and then. Right. I have no idea what that is. Okay. So I shouldn't have agreed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like he does this kind of thing where he builds on this nostalgia. And like you were talking about, about this idea of like the little town in the US, the fair, all of these really big kind of landmarks that even as like a pair of weird Australian kids who just like crime fiction, we reckon recognize these Mm. landmarks and I think that Stephen King does a really really good job of turning it into this kind of like nostalgic story you know you're sitting on grandpappy's knee or you're I don't know I probably would crush my grandpappy so (laughs) sitting on the floor listening to your grandpappy tell a story yeah it has that same kind of feeling Mm -hmm. and you know how I said I don't really like unreliable narrators you have said this so many yeah. times and I have to say, I just straight up don't believe you. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> but what I really like about this is that I feel like I'm being held that the writer knows where we're going. Right. That there's already an end point that's being foreseen and he's taking me to it. But then like when he wakes up, right, from this coma, yeah. four and a half years have passed and it's really cool because it's set like in what was really happening in the world at that time. Yeah. So he's like, What? Nixon got impeached or right. fired or he quit or whatever. That's crazy. Yeah. But anyway, he's... he's. I, I don't have a good walk-in, but I do have a good Nixon. I'm not a crook. <laughs> that was pretty good. Come on. Anyway, so now Johnny has like some kind of psychic ability where he can Whoa. touch people and see things. And that's really the premise of the book. Yeah. And it's amazing. Yeah. As always, Stephen King, you're a winner. I love you. You adopt me. Amazing. Um, and when you finish the book, you can watch the TV series. It reads like a TV series. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel like a lot of Stephen King's books really read like a TV series. Yeah. And that's what I love about them. They're so encompassing. He writes such long, long stories. And like, they go over such time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I feel like, yeah, a Stephen King novel is a commitment. Mm. It's a commitment. Mm. Like, every now and then I will see 
a very thin Stephen King book and I'd be like, nah, really? <laughs> what are you going to really? do in that time? I saw a Stephen, I forget what book it was, but it was on a list of novellas. And I was just like, nah, nah, Stephen King's never written a novella in his <laughs> life. Yeah, so I highly recommend it. The Dead Zone, it came out on Audible this year in April, narrated by James Franco. Yeah. Recommend. Recommend. How many holes of mirrors out of five would you give it? I'm going to give it three. I know three. that's shocking. It's a great read. I really enjoyed it, but I have a really high bar for Stephen King now. Right. Oh, right. So it's like okay. he's on his own meter. He's now. on it. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But if it wasn't by Stephen King. I like five. Right. Sure. Yeah, sure. Sure. Yeah. But for a Stephen King. Three. Yeah. Th- yeah for a Stephen King. Right. Three. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> I feel like I get a bit like that sometimes. Like I, I have Goodreads, yeah. which you guys, you can be friends with us on Goodreads. Please be friends with us. Uh, which is, it's like a social media it's like Facebook for book nerds. Facebook book. Anyone listening to this should be on Goodreads. <laughs> book Facebook. Book Facebook. But yeah, you know, and I'll like rate something like, you know, four stars, right? And it'll be like the Rick Riordan series, which is like YA. It's these kids like on adventures. But it's not, you know, it's not. It's not good writing. Is that what you're trying to say, Eddie? No, I'm saying it's no. <laughs> just teasing. <laughs> I'm sickly. I, I would, I would just say that it, you know, it's not like a classic. Mm. And then I'll like rate something like The Odyssey, yeah, by Homer, yeah, I, and I'll be like, yeah, four stars. But like, you know, like they're not, they're yeah. on their own yeah. scales here. <laughs> How do you compare the picture of Dorian Gray by Oscar Wilde and a book by Michael Connolly? They're very different. Exactly, exactly. And I think that's the thing about the star system that I you've got a problem with the star system. I don't have a problem with the star system. I don't. But what I have. A problem with is the unqualified star system. Yeah, right. So you want to have a comment as well. I want to comment yeah. as well. I want to. I want someone to say five stars works as what it is. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Tell me all about trial and error. Okay. So the other day, I sat down and I sneezed, <gasps> and I, I opened up the tissue. Ew. <laughs> Who was Come in on. there? Come on, as if. As if you've never done that. I opened up the tissue and I said to myself, Eddie, you are sick. (laughs) So I bundled myself up. I got on the couch. I looked on, you know, the internet to see what was, what there was an entire series of, Mm -hmm. you know, and I saw Trial and Error. Right. And I thought to myself, I love a good comedy sitcom situation it's a mockumentary right yeah and it's set like the office or parks and rec yeah 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 so it's that same kind of thing where they like look at the camera and they're like "Mm." (laughs) which i absolutely love i feel like looking at the camera like you're in the office is a particular feeling it's your favorite pastime it's my favorite pastime (laughs) i won't lie guys there are moments when we are recording this show where I just look off into the middle distance where the camera would be if we were on the office and Lee just kind of rolls their eyes and he's like, mm. <laughs> I'm like, can someone else see this guy? <laughs> so what's it about? There's this small town called East Peck. It's a Southern town in South Carolina and there's a murder. Whoa. So it's this tiny ass town. Now I see why it's relevant. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't just like go watch like Teletubbies all week and be like, guys, I got to tell you yeah. some stuff. <laughs> so what happens is, you know, John Lithgow? No. So he was like one of the guys in Third Rock from the Sun. Which one? Like the old guy. Okay. Yeah. I know him. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. And he was right? also in, um, no, I've lost it. All right. It's okay. <laughs> He's pretty famous though. Right. Yeah. 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 So uh, his wife is murdered. Oh. She gets like pushed through a plate glass window and everyone is like, well, he done it. Um, but it's like, a comedy. 
Yeah. Okay, cool. So the 911 call is like John Lithgow, like in all of his kind of glory being like, well, I was waiting for the cable man and I was outside roller sizing on my roller skates <laughs> and my wife, you know, she's hurt. She's, I think she's dead. Please, please get the police, maybe an ambulance. And the cable guy never came and he just like keeps <laughs> go- and you're just like, you are digging a hole. And that's kind of, I would say, sets the scene for the whole kind of thing it's got this great cast of like oddball characters the prosecutor for um the case is played by you know glee mm-hmm. the counselor woman jane somebody yeah 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 jama mays she's heck famous too yeah, yeah 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 so she plays this like southern prosecutor who's She'd like be a great prosecutor yeah yeah it. yeah but she's also just like really really intense like so they call in this inexperienced city lawyer. She's just like really like constantly coming on to him in really inappropriate ways. And he's always like, like he's like into it, but it's also like really inappropriate. Like he's just like, that is so inappropriate. <laughs> like he'll be like, I, I found this in your drawer. And she's like, what is in my drawers is my business. And like really up close to him. Right, and he's yeah, just yeah. like, this is really not okay. <laughs> Did you watch the whole I did. I watched thing? the whole thing. So, I, you know, I don't want to give anything away. It's really good um, comedy. And in the same way that Parks and Rec kind of has this really, I guess, like oddball town mm-hmm. with lots of strange laws. Like they're like, oh, we're going to go for death penalty. And actually, like in this town, you can still have like a bear. Wow. Be like the okay, like, yeah, method yeah, yeah. of death so penalty. All their yeah. Laws and stuff. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Around. Cool. That sounds awesome. What would you rate it? I would rate it four bears out of five pretty good yeah yeah no i'm i think it just has some great twits and turns some pretty good comedy and just generally pretty light-hearted and fun if you have the flu watch this one i would say get amongst it yeah all right so i was just like driving mm-hmm. like today or yesterday or something like that right and while that was happening i was like was it? having this memory Mm-hmm. Of like this television show I used to watch as a kid. And then I was like, is this real? And then I remembered, yeah, it is real. I used to watch it all the time as a, as a kid. Right. So this is this, the premise of the, te- it was a reality television show, right? Right, okay. And there would be three contestants. Okay. And all of them would be kidnapped from. Wait, hold on. Record scratch no. sound. <laughs> I'll repeat it. Right. Kidnapped. Okay. Either like from the street or from their room or house. Right. Okay. Chucked in the back of a van. Okay. And driven to some unknown location. Mm-hmm. And so there would be three contestants all shoved in the back together. And then there would be this like camera equipment where they could watch this television CC footage of their own rooms. Right, right, right. right. So like a live feed of their own rooms. Rooms. Yeah. Okay. And then it was like a dating show. What? <laughs> <laughs> It was like a dating show. So these three people would get picked up off the street or from the house, chucked in the back of a van and driven somewhere. Consensually? Well, yes, I imagine so. But as watching it as a kid, I was just like, oh, right. They're just getting taken off the street. And then... And then this other contestant who was like going to pick which date they were going to go on with which person would go through each of these three people's rooms and inspect all their stuff. And then decide who they were going to date based on what was in there. Exactly. And sometimes they would get out like a blue light kit. I'm going to leave that unsaid what that would be used for. And just a whole bunch of other little gadgets and techniques oh that might have been pretty ahead of the time at that time. No. And then the person would pick a date from the room. And then would they, like, go on the day on, on the date. show? Yeah, not on the show, off the show. That was the, the prize? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. 
Isn't that weird? It's so weird. Kidnap. Oh my gosh. I feel like, yeah, these kinds of shows that just like, you're like, how? Why? Like when I was um, a youngin, there was this show that used to come on like late at night. I don't know. It's like usually that kind of like when it gets after the prime time and then after the after the prime time. Yeah, so movies would finish like 9.30 and then they'd be like 10 o'clock news bulletin. Right, right, right. And then they'd be like something. Yeah. So this was the, the something. Summer, the crumb. <laughs> um, so it was called Scare Tactics. And when I watched it, it was um, hosted by Shannon Doherty. Shannon Doherty. Right? 90210. Charmed. Charmed. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Whew. Takes me back. Yeah. Hang on, I'm having a moment. <laughs> me too. All right, go on. So it was basically like, you know, Candid Camera? Yes. Or like Punked? Yes. Is, is, I guess, the more kind of recent iteration of that. It was one of those hidden camera shows. But instead of it being like, oh, you're here for a job interview, but everyone's wearing their shirts backwards <laughs> and yeah. you feel uncomfortable and you feel like maybe you should leave and change your shirt or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like those kind of pranks that are just kind of silly. Like, yeah. 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 you know, people are walking down the street and there's someone in a pram with like a baby rigged up to some like a, a doll yeah. rigged up to some helium balloon so it looks like the doll yeah. like like yeah. the baby flies away or yeah. something yeah. like yeah. that yeah. you know and it's all pretty lighthearted pretty harmless so scare tactics is that same premise and people's like friends and family would like contact this show to like prank their friends and family but with like terrifying things. Tell me one. So here's, I'm just looking at uh, a list of the episodes. We've got Killer Clown, UFO Trailer Attack. Can you please tell the story about the, the Photoshop one? Right. Okay. So the one that sticks in my mind kind of most vividly is uh, there's a guy, he's come in for what he thinks is a trial day at a film processing shop people might not know what that is anymore but it used to be a thing (laughs) it's like instagram but a building yeah (laughs) so he's like there like you know developing film he you know he's going fine he meets his new boss he thinks he's you know it's fine and they send in this guy who is dressed and acting like you know a murderer in in a film or a a tv show yeah so like the, 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 the stereotype of what yeah, yeah. So like, he's like kind of nervous. Yeah, he's yeah. like really sweaty. He's got like thin hair plastered over his forehead. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. dressed yeah. kind of funny. Like he's got like big glasses. Like, you know, all of those things that like tick all of the boxes definitely. for a really trashy kind of character. Yes, definitely. And he comes in and he hands over the film for processing. And the like quote unquote boss sends this guy to go and process the film. So he's processing the film and they just like, because it's like hidden camera, they just like film it as these like photos are coming out and they're all murder photos. <laughs> That's horrible. Like they're just and like. hilarious. <laughs> no, it's not. It's just like photo after photo after photo of like people like in bathtubs with like blood everywhere. <laughs> and like the guy walks over to see how they're like, photos are going. I don't think this would be allowed now. No, I know. Because that person is 
developing photos that they actually believe they, are he thinks they're real so he <laughs> looks he looks at them coming out of the machine and he freaks out which is fair so he goes over to his boss who is obviously an actor and he's like oh my god like showing it to him and he's like what do we do and his boss is like oh my god i'm so scared it's like <laughs> awful we need to call the police oh my god if he comes back just stall him because you know we don't have any of his details this is awful you know and then as they're like holding the photos and talking about it they send the guy back in no so the guy like comes back in and the like you know that boss is like oh just stall him and like leaves and then like he's there like with who he thinks is a murderer I get it, yeah. like he genuinely <laughs> believes this man is a murderer and he's like oh you know your your film is just being developed still and and the guy's like getting really intense he's like you said it would be done by now and he's like getting really angry and he's like i need my photos oh my god and then this the thing that they do is they're like are you scared when the person says yes they're like you shouldn't be you're on scare tactics oh, but like it's so horrible (laughs) well that was a roller coaster yeah please don't sign me up for it it went for like a hundred episodes like it was a lot (laughs) god um yeah well can you believe these shows used to exist and can anyone think of shows that used to exist like this or still do because let us know hit us up on twitter at crime time pod Yes. Uh, you can send us an email at crimetimepodcast at gmail.com. Check out our website, yeah. crimetimepod. But we're out of time. That's true. And uh, guys, stay safe. If, you ever, if you're ever in one of these situations, I'm going to say don't assume you're on a hidden camera <laughs> show. Because there are sometimes when people like figure it out and they're like, oh, lol, I'm on like candid camera or something. Yeah. I just would never do that in those sorts of situations. what if you weren't? Right? Yes. <laughs> Imagine some guy like comes at you with a knife and you're like, lol, I get it, I'm on punk. <laughs> and then you just get stabbed. Like that would suck. I'm just going to leave that there. <laughs> you guys can sit with that. Um, have a great week and we will speak to you soon. Bye.